Hi, beautiful, and welcome to Self Carve, a podcast all about self love and success. I'm your host, Ivana Ritchie, and I'm here because I want you to have it all. I don't want you to settle for less. I want you to carve yourself and create the life of your dreams. And because of this, not only will I be sharing my knowledge with you, but I'll be inviting some amazing women who are all highly successful and they will be sharing their stories with you as well. A woman who's self-carved knows that there is nothing she can do to change her past, but that she has all the power and all the magic to create the best version of herself and attract anything that she desires from a man to money to whatever, right? So I'm so happy that you're here. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Self Carved. I'm your host, Ivana Ritchie, and I am here with Jackie Perez today. Jackie, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, it's my pleasure. Honestly, I'm honored to be on Self Carved. This is awesome. So Jackie, you are, you hold two degrees. You have a degree, you have a bachelor's degree in education as well as a master's degree. You also yep. are a licensed real estate agent as well as an instructor. And now I'm not even touching, I'm just touching on the surface, but you're actually, you own a school. How many people <laughs> can actually say that they own a school? <laughs> Yeah, definitely something I didn't expect for myself, but I, I have to give the credit to God in the way that he has positioned me in my life. It is pretty cool to say, sometimes I am shocked when I do tell people, yeah, I'm the owner and director of a school. They're kind of like, what? <laughs> but it's been a pretty awesome journey. Okay. So can you take us on that journey with you? How did that event get into your brain? What made you think about this? And what is, what is the backstory to you opening up a real estate school? Yeah, now as I'm standing in this position in my life, I think back and I realize how it all pieced together. But this all started from a very, very young age. When I mean the, as young as I could possibly think that I knew what a career was, I was always telling people I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a teacher. And everyone was always questioning me like, why is that your choice of career? Um, so I did go throughout my whole life wanting to be a teacher. I studied it. I have, like you said, my bachelor's and master's in education. And then I went out into the real world and I was a teacher for two years. And I realized that the job, I loved the teaching, but the actual job itself just wasn't for me. It didn't satisfy me. It didn't bring me self-happiness or anything of that sort. Um, and I always loved real estate. So I went ahead and I got my real estate license while I was still in college. I used it part-time here and there. And then I decided to go full-time with it at the same time that I was finishing up my teaching career. And that went great for me. But then somehow God pieced me back together with my love of education and real estate. And I, I just clicked for me that I needed to open a school of real estate for those that are looking to learn more and better their lives in real estate like I was. But I'm still able to to do teaching and enjoy the education aspect of it. So that's, that's kind of in a nutshell how I'm here today owning a school. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's literally things that I never expected, but they worked out all in my favor. 
Yes. Well, that's, that's so awesome. What I think it's amazing about that part is that there are a lot of people that are stuck in their professions, but they have this passion for it. So what would you say to the teacher or the person who is, who, who loves her profession? How would she be able to do something like this, something like you did to be able to live her passion, to live her purpose, but at the same time, make more money? Oh, that's, Honestly, that's probably one of my favorite parts about my journey is just knowing that I took the risk. And no matter what people were saying to me, no matter what the facts were saying, like my dad always tells me, the facts don't count so long as the dream is big enough. Hmm. And the dream was always big enough. So for me, the facts didn't matter whether someone was telling me, you know, you're going to leave a salaried position and now start being self-employed and make your own money. Or how are you going to start a school if you've never done that? And, and all the naysayers, but really the dream was just so big. And like you said, the passion was there that when you're passionate about what you do and you follow that, God finds a way to make it happen for you. And even your own drive will make it happen for you. So for the woman that's out there, the teacher, um, I can't think of any other careers, but any other person that may be just wanting to take a leap of faith and follow their passion, do it. Because you, you're only here for one time. Your life is, is, you don't know how numbered your days are. And it, it doesn't make, like for me personally, I didn't feel that it mattered that I was consistently just doing work for somebody else as opposed to doing the same amount of work, but this time for myself. It was so much more satisfying. And, and I just think, I personally just think, take the risk. Take the risk because a lot of times the reward is a lot greater than you think. Hmm. Yes, that's so powerful. Actually go for your dreams, avoid the naysayers, avoid the distractions. A lot of people in, um, in a huge part of my audience struggles with this aspect of, so how do, how do I do it? It's a lot of focus on the how. Were you focused on the how or were you literally like just so focused on your vision? And how did you deal with the distractions and the naysayers that came your way? That's, that's actually a great question because a lot of times when you're, you're focused on the how so much or you overanalyze, you miss the opportunity because you're stuck on how am I going to do this? How do I get this? Where do I get that from? And while you're thinking on the steps, the, the opportunity is passing you by. And for me personally, I was that way. I mean, I did think a lot about how am I going to get this done? But as soon as I let go and I just focused on the vision and the passion and said, I don't care. I want this as bad as anything else. I'm just going to go after it and I'll figure out a way it'll come to me. And as once I let that go, that preconceived notion of I need to know it all before I do it was when the ball started rolling for me and things started to happen out of nowhere. And it was kind of like the pieces were falling into place for me. So long as I worked towards it and I was moving towards my goal, it was happening for me. So I say, if that's, that's what's going to run through your mind, let that go and just go after your dream. And it'll all, it'll all come together for you and somehow. And the naysayers were always going to be there. I mean, they were there for me too. And sometimes there were family members and um, it was a little difficult because you, you know, you get caught up on thinking that those that you want to support you are the first ones that are kind of giving you doubt. Um, so it slows you down a bit, but as soon as I let all of that go, it, it really, really started falling into place for me. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's 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 pretty awesome. And you mentioning uh, an interesting fact in this whole thing that sometimes it can be family. I've always had support from my family, but because I don't come from a family that are entrepreneurs, it was mm-hmm. so different for them. And the way that they would ask questions, they didn't mean any harm, uh, but they just they just couldn't understand it. So I want you to touch a little bit more upon that and how our parents or our relatives, any any family members limiting beliefs and how they have been raised can actually impact us and hinder us from stepping into our full purpose and going after our dreams. Yeah, 100%. You don't you don't realize it until you're an adult or you're you're stepping into your um can't find the right word, but your, your calling, your purpose in life. Um, you don't realize it until you start taking steps towards that, how everybody else around you may necessarily not have the same vision or the same ideals as you and how for so long you were brought up in that. And as soon as you start to venture out, how, like you said, they don't mean harm, but they'll start to kind of pull back or maybe throw some negativity your way. And, mm-hmm. and in my situation, I remember I would work countless hours day and night towards my goal. And a lot of times I wasn't seeing results right away. Like the the results were not showing for the work that I was putting in. And as soon as that was happening, I had grandparents and, you know, other people in my family just tell me, why don't you just get a normal job? Or why don't you just go get this? Or are you sure? Are you even working today? There was always the, the questions is why is this the route you're taking? Um, and it's kind of unfortunate that that happens that way, but I really like, as soon as I, like I said, just blocks that out and stayed the course and just continued to pursue my dream. Now, as they're seeing the results now, as I'm a school owner, um, they kind of were like, wow, where, where did this happen? And I'm like, it's, it's been happening, you know? So I, I, I find that to be an unfortunate thing, but something that I don't think every other entrepreneur or anybody else hasn't experienced before. It's almost impossible to pursue something of value without somebody saying something to you in a negative light. You just can't let it affect you. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's a, that's a really important distinct point to make. And I would like to take it a little bit further. What, is, what are some ways that you program yourself how are you able to not allow these naysayers affect you what does Jackie do what tips do you have for the audience well honestly at first Jackie (laughs) had a hard time with that because I was weak-minded at the very beginning and and I realized that that weakness came from just me not being strong enough with my own self-love and and my own Um, confidence in what I can do and because this was a new adventure this was something totally off the path of what my family was used to like like you said I was probably one of the first entrepreneurs in my family Um, I realized that I just didn't have that self-love for myself enough to completely block them out so first things for me is for me exercise allows me to completely disconnect from the world So anytime that those things would really get to me, I'd make it a point to just go do something I enjoyed. And it was either play basketball or go to the gym or do some type of exercise and activity to clear my mind 
and just get me in a better headspace. And once I was done with that, I was able to tackle my tax, my tactics again and, and get back to my strategy and my plan with a clear mind. And secondly, I honestly would listen to a lot of positive podcasts like self card. I was, I was really trying to build my, my mentality and my self love up to be able to be stronger that when the naysayers did come around, I, I really just didn't even pay attention to it anymore. It was, I was so confident in who I was and my vision that it just made it so easy for me to just keep going. And like I said, eventually they died down and I continued to move up. And now I don't really see so much of the naysayers, but I, I still keep on with my same routine, my self-love podcast and my exercises. Really, that's kind of the main two things that I did. And I was just stuck the course. If I said I was going to do ABC, I made sure that ABC was what I got done. Hmm. That's, that's awesome. That is so powerful. And I think the biggest thing that I'm hearing you say is this whole journey that you, you had and that you continue to have with yourself. And it's what I found also as a business owner that you start off with this great vision and you have this purpose that you want to fulfill. You want to help people. You want to transform lives. And in the process of doing so, and in the process of your struggles, you're, you are literally learning how to connect back with yourself, which you were right. so disconnected from before when you were not living your purpose or your mission or what you want to call it. So that is a huge shift and a huge realization that I see with people that I work with too, that they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. For example, like you opening up a school or starting a coaching business or speaking around the world would actually teach me so much about myself. And that's what I'm hearing you say that you've grown as a woman so much as you have dealt with these distractions and these naysayers. And then you eventually programmed yourself so that your brain receptors are not even noticing these naysayers anymore. So that thing right. that's so powerful. Yeah, that's probably been one of the the greatest things for me is just falling in love with myself on my own journey. Um, and, and the journey was never pretty. I, I struggled a lot and, and I, I hit a bunch of walls and a lot of dead ends and, and failure after failure. But so long as I kept moving forward and realizing more about myself and loving where I was in today, I've noticed that I've actually seen more success and I'm at a place in my life now where it's, clicked for me it's come together and in that I've loved myself even more <laughs> so definitely yeah with helping others I've come to know more about myself a hundred percent yes that's amazing that's amazing uh, you mentioned that you've had like many others several failures and you hit road bumps what is what for you was the biggest and the hardest challenge that you've faced so far in your life if you want to talk about it as an relates to your personal life or your business or both? Um, I think I've been pretty blessed that in my personal life, I haven't had any severe tragedy per se. Um, I mean, of course, a loss of family members or um, heartbreak or anything of that sort as any other human would. But when it relates to my business, I truthfully think the hardest thing that I've encountered, and it was several years, was just finding my my space my personal purpose and um like i said earlier if it, it wasn't until i started focusing on loving myself my relationship with god and just having faith and trust and knowing that where i'm going is where he wants me to go 
I would say that the hardest for me was just figuring out what I was meant to do. Mm. And I, I was stuck. I had a feeling of always feeling like I was in quicksand for a very long time. I felt like I couldn't get ahead at all, whether it was financially, whether it was emotionally, spiritually, um, even physically. Uh, at some point, I let myself go and I was really stuck. Um, and I would say that those couple of years, it was about two or three years, they were very, very hard for me. But I, I continued to just push and push and push. And like I said, now that I'm finding my purpose, I realized that those, those years were so difficult but so meaningful to my life. And if I hadn't taken that first leap of faith and just ending my career as a teacher, which was my typical, got my degree, got my education, have a salaried position, it was a normal per se life. Um, but it wasn't until I decided to take that risk that I would never be here today. And it was very difficult to find this, this position in my life and this journey that I took but I would, I would just say that that was probably the toughest for me was finding that, that right space for me. That was kind of a, and now I'm looking at it and I realized that really that journey wasn't even so um, outward as far as it had nothing to do with my career. It had nothing to do with my relationships. It had everything to do with how I viewed myself, how I loved myself. And now that that's totally changed for me I'm all of a sudden finding happiness finding purpose finding financial stability and, and all this like it didn't just happen out of nowhere I realize now that it was through my own self-love journey that that I found my 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 space that's that's beautiful that's beautiful I think it's amazing how you talk about those years when you were stuck as I know a lot of people can relate I've been there myself but I do think, and for the audience, Jackie is a basketball player, a former basketball player. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, talk. former. <laughs> former. <laughs> so when you, when you talked about that, that just really reminded me of that you are a basketball, you were a basketball player like myself. And I think somehow for, for whatever reason, probably through the practice and the mental preparation you have to do as an athlete, you built and you learned how to build resilience through hard times. Yes. What are the three biggest lessons that the game of basketball taught you? Only three? Because I feel like my entire life. Go on, girlfriend. It has everything to do with that. <laughs> okay. Um, no, seriously, I've been playing basketball since I was five. I'm 26 now. Um, and I stopped playing at 22, I believe it was, just because I didn't choose to keep playing professionally, which was, again, a big crossroad in my life because when you have, it's almost a part of your identity at this point. And I only knew basketball for so long. So just deciding to stop playing was like a part of me died, which sounds so sad, but it was so true. Um, three things. For sure, what you just said, the resilience and the mental toughness, that, that's number one. The not giving up, because it's one thing to never give up in your sport and to never give up and, and make it to the point of being a college athlete, which was always a dream of mine as well. So to, to get to that point was proof enough that there are all the 18, 20 years, however many years that I was playing basketball, I stuck through those adversities and made it to where I wanted to be. So definitely mental toughness and determination, because now in the real world, when there's real life issues and real business, you know, 
things going on, I have that mental toughness to just fight through. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say even when it comes to my leadership, when it comes to basketball, being in a position on the court as a point guard, which is your natural a leader position when it comes to a basketball team, I've realized that that was always a quality within me because if you relate that to even teaching, I'm the leader of a classroom and leading children to becoming, you know, a new version of themselves and giving them more knowledge. And now as a teacher and director of a school and a business owner, I'm leading my own business. I'm leading the employees of the school. I'm leading, you know, all these new people that want to come in and get a license for real estate. I've had this leadership position my whole life. So a hundred percent, I would say leadership. And I think ultimately basketball has taught me to just have fun. (laughs) because sometimes in all of this and in life it's you can't forget that there's you should be having fun that what you're doing in your life and what you're pursuing and things that you're encountering every day should make you smile should make you happy you should be having fun basketball was I started playing it because it was a fun game for me and I continued to play because it stayed fun the minute you know my dad used to tell me and my boyfriend tells me to this day the day that it stops being fun is the day you need to stop doing it <laughs> because it's, it was something that we used as a, you know, a getaway. And I, I think that those are the top three things basketball has shown me that I could think of. Cause I feel like everything relates to it. Even uh, my mom makes a joke with me all the time saying that even the way I drive has a lot to do with basketball because my reflexes are so quick or I'm always like on defense when I'm driving, making sure that, <laughs> no one's, you know, coming into my lane or if I'm avoiding an accident or something, she's always crediting basketball for, for everything that I do. But yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the most things that I could think of that basketball relates to my life today. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So resilience, having fun. We talked about learning how to be a leader and the mental toughness. What yeah. is it to you that actually makes a good leader, great leader? Ooh, first thing when you said that, that I thought of was a saying we used to have in high school and it was pull the rope. Um, Pull the rope meant if you're a leader, you can't necessarily push people to do things. You need to pull in the direction that you want them to go in and they will follow. Um, If just like if you picture in your head a rope on the floor, if I push the rope from one end, and I push it, it just gets all crumbled up in the middle. But if I pull the rope, then it stays in a straight line and it moves where I want it to go. So we used to always say that in high school when it came to our, our basketball team because we, re- we realized that we were a team working together and we needed to pull the rope so we all go in the same direction without any bumps in the road. So for me, I personally feel like a leader is someone, you can have a leader by example or a vocal leader, but I, I truthfully feel like a leader is someone that makes everybody else around them better. Um, somebody that exemplifies where you want to go and what your vision is and what you want to do. So every day I try my hardest to continue to just try and make everybody better around me, whether that's through physical education with, you know, anything active or anything um, with our workouts or any, any physical changes, if I can encourage somebody to get out and run and, or eat better or things like that, that's a good thing for me. If I can encourage 
my students who are getting their license in real estate to pursue their their financial freedom and a new career in this path and I'll do that if I can even help somebody um maybe come to Christ for me that's making your life even better if I'm able to do those things and I I feel like I'm exemplifying qualities of a, of a successful leader at least yes yes that's so powerful and I think because of everything that you shared it basically really really makes it known and understood why this whole process of self-care and taking care of yourself and growing as a person is so essential because if you can't lead yourself if you can't lead by that example if you're not willing to pull then you mm-hmm. can't expect anybody else to do that either right a hundred percent agree <laughs> and it took me some time to to come to that realization too because everybody's got their you know, there are moments in life where things get a little difficult, but as soon as I found that recognition of self and, and found that love that God has for me and that I have for him, I realized that there, the trust was just there. You just have to pray more, worry less, and you'll be able to continue, continue to grow and bring people to growth as well. Love it. Love it. So a lot of growth has been done in your yeah of life because you're young so if you were to stand in front of the 15 year old you what what would you tell her and why would you- <laughs> oh goodness um I think the first thing I would tell her is don't sweat the small stuff because what I was thinking about at 15 years old changed totally from when I'm now 26 um where what I was thinking about what I was you know involved in was just so different um but what what never changed though was like you said that determination and that desire to be the best version of myself so I would probably tell my 15 year old self that and that stay the course because life will still get hard but looking back or looking on the outside in you will always find a way to make it happen. You'll always find a way to make it work. And uh, you'll always fall into your purpose because I think back at my 15-year-old self and at that time, I was probably mostly worried about our basketball games in high school or um, if I was going to pass a certain test in school or something like that or friendships, if they were falling apart or not. And, And yeah, all those things are important. But today where I am in life is so different from where I was at 15. So I would just say, continue to love yourself, know that things will change, but always for the better and stay the course. No matter what you do, just keep your eyes on the prize for sure. I love that. I love that. I'm determined. I know that for sure will help someone (laughs) who's struggling right now or who has a hard time forgiving themselves or not knowing things in the past. Uh, since you are really strong in your spiritual belief, I want you to touch on what do you think about the fact that a lot of people who do believe in a higher power, whether it's God, the universe, the divine, whatever they believe in, when they say, I am waiting for God to change my life, what is your opinion about that? Um, I, at first, I can understand where someone comes from when they say that. But through um, life experiences, to say the least, I personally feel like God works for those who work as well. And I'm not saying he doesn't work for others, but I personally believe in praying about it first 
any move that I'm going to make or any action that I want to take, praying about it first, listening, just taking a moment to listen to what God or what he's putting in front of me or what situations he's presenting me with, and then always taking action. Because if, if I just sit back and wait for God to, you know, it's kind of the beauty of the God that I believe in, Jesus Christ, that he's, he's allowing us to have free will to make our own decisions. But at the same time, I want to make the decisions through him because that's the, the best path to take. So I'm not going to wait necessarily for him to change my life. I want to go ahead and pursue things that he has anointed for me, that he has said, this is the path. This is the way I, I know action takers are going to see results. Action takers are the ones that are people say get the luckiest, but luck is rewarded to those who work. <laughs> um, so I personally just feel like that is, you know, I don't want to say faulty, but I, I think that someone should pray about it and then pursue it. The action or the results come after the action. And God will continue to see you through the, the difficult times and the good times. He'll continue to bless you no matter what. And when you look back at it, you'll realize, oh, wait, God did change my life because I took the action. Does that make sense? Because that's kind of the way I, I personally look at it. Absolutely. So basically trust him, but also trust yourself that you've been given the, uh, the opportunity and the ability and the skills and the talents and the gifts that you, can, right. you actually have to put it into action because you're responsible for your own life. And so the outcome of your life is much determined by your thoughts, your emotion and your action taken while you have that spiritual guidance from him or whatever you believe in to help you on that journey. I think that was really powerfully uh, put. I really, I really like that. Yeah, that's that you said it even better than I did. Definitely. That's, I, I, again, you're here for a reason and for a purpose and finding that purpose is a matter of time. I believe everybody can find that purpose and God has given everybody different gifts. I, I like to say everybody's marked. Everybody has a path and everybody's got a purpose. You're marked to do what you're supposed to do. Imagine, I mean, um, me, for example, opening a school, there's tons of schools open around me in my area and, um, tons of real estate schools as well. But I personally feel like I'm marked to be a director of a school, helping people find their way in a new real estate career. So there's no, there's no, um, crowdedness or no availability for me to do this because this is my calling and, mm. and God's going to make a way for that no matter what it is. So yeah, I, so long as I'm marked and following what he planned for me, he's going to see it through for me and I'm going to have blessings and, and success because like I said, I'm marked to do that. Love it, love it, love it. So Jackie, you're quite the well-rounded woman. You own a school, you teach real estate, you have two degrees, you played basketball. And also a lot of women, if they're not already all women want to be happily in love and <laughs> so I would love to talk to you about that. Let's talk about love and business. How important is it that you support one another and how important is that, is it that you share this mutual purpose or vision of life? I think it's a hundred percent. It's very important. Um, like you said, a lot of women want to be in love and things of that sort, but I feel truthfully, you can't love somebody until you love yourself um, successfully, to say the least. You, uh, in my situation, 
Um, I've been in a happy relationship going on for almost four and a half years. Yay. And yes, very, very good. But I do feel very strongly about each of us having our own passions, but yet we share support and love for one another's passions as well. Um, my boyfriend is a professional basketball player, so you can already tell that the passion of basketball is shared. Um, I can help him build in his passion in basketball every single day. But even though he has no knowledge or business in real estate, he equally shares in supporting my passions and in my visions because that's so important just to build two people up. Um, not quite sure what else you want me to elaborate on that, but I know it's super important because if my partner every single day that I speak with doesn't share in my you know, dreams and visions, it, it could be very harmful for my own success or even my own self-love. It feels defeating. Mm -hmm. And in my case, luckily, I, I do have a supportive boyfriend who understands sometimes we go months without seeing each other simply because he has to pursue his dream and I have to pursue mine. And and we know that there's sacrifices that have to be made. And I, I credit him for that because I'm able to now be more successful just simply because he, I know I have his support and he is, he's there picking me up, making sure that, you know, we're each focused on our dreams and goals to make it happen. Yes, absolutely. So would you say that without that support, the relationship is going to falter? What do you believe is the biggest reason why people split up, whether it's a regular breakup or a divorce? Well, for me personally, I think it's a weak foundation. I think two people have to be equally yoked in their beliefs spiritually. In my personal experience, I feel that two people have to be um, on the same page following their same, like I said, beliefs. Because if you, if you are fearful or respectful of a higher power, then you're each going to be held accountable. You're each going to learn how to better communicate. You're each going to be able to learn how to better love one another as how Jesus wanted us to. Um, but I personally think that the biggest reason is probably, well, besides that, is maybe a lack of communication or a lack of, of you know, understanding that the both of you, if you're coming together as one, you are two peas in a pod. Like you're, you have to build one another up. You have to love each other's flaws as well as love each other's in their, their high moments, their strengths. And even with their flaws, understand them and help make them to be a better person. So I don't, I'm not quite sure what would be the number one reason that a lot of people may split up. But I think lack of the same foundation spiritually for me is, is my number one necessity in a relationship. And number two is just open communication, whether that be honesty, um, just communicating about your dreams and goals or anything of that sort, I think communication is crucial. Absolutely, absolutely. And I really love what you said about the foundation. It's like, even when you build a house, you can build it on a weak foundation, but you don't know what's gonna happen and you have to be prepared for whatever. So you kind of look at, look at it the same when it comes to relationships. You wanna make sure that you share, uh, you share a, a similar passion, spiritual beliefs, and all those deep values that are ingrained in you it's critical that you share those. I think that was awesome how you explained that. 
through the weak or strong foundation. I love that. So thank you for the, the love, the love answers. Let's go back to business <laughs> before we wrap this up. What is a common mistake or, or mistakes you see new entrepreneurs make and what can you say to help them? I think new entrepreneurs all start with a, an excitement and a fire and a, an eagerness of, of excitement to get ready to get started on their business. And at the first sight or sign of failure or a setback, they give up. And, and it's not that, like I said, most entrepreneurs think this way but, or have had this happen to them. But I think that that's where most new entrepreneurs fail is that they're not willing to just overcome the setbacks. They, they, they kind of take it as a big hit and give up. And I've, really, and I've realized that for me, you're not going to have one setback. You're going to have multiple, but in those multiple, you're going to have two times the success. And every time that you have some fallback, you're going to grow two times larger and, and closer to your goal. So for me, I see that most new entrepreneurs start with that excitement. And at the first sight of, of difficulty, they may give up. And uh, the next thing that I've seen a lot of new entrepreneurs do is what we call the shiny object syndrome is that they, they think this is the career path they want. They go after it. And then the next shiny object that flashes, you know, money and freedom in their face, they go and they try that. And then they go and try something else and they never stick to one until it's successful. I love that. It kind of sounds like a person who believes that he, she will eventually, you know, hit the lottery or that somebody's going to come her way and swipe her off her feet and make herself, make her happy instead of understanding the process and the journey and the grind and all that and knowing that fumbling and falling and struggle is part of that. So yes, I love that. A hundred percent agreed. And that's, and that to me is that one of the, the biggest things that I see new entrepreneurs and, and it, like I said, it's happened to, to several people. I remember when I first started out, I was so desperate to figure out my, my calling or where I was supposed to be that at any site of, you know, relief or success, I tried my best to, to attack that. And that's when I realized that that's not successful. Once I stuck the course with one, focused on one and just trusted God's plan. I'm here today doing things that I never imagined that I would be doing in my wildest dreams. Hmm. Powerful, powerful, powerful. So let's go back to the school because I'm still like obsessed over that. <laughs> you own a school and you also teach marketing. Why is that? And can you explain a little bit more? What does your school do for the person who may be interested? Yeah, of course. So um, like I said, in this journey of mine, I was a teacher first, but in, then I, I had my real estate license and I decided to go full time with it. But in between going full time with real estate, um, you know, real estate work, a lot of our, our clients come from either word of mouth or reviews or referrals or anything of that sort. And I realized that nowadays with the way the internet works and how we're kind of, you know, the new wave of technology, I thought I needed to figure out a better way of, of getting clients and funneling them into my business. So I went ahead and I studied marketing for, I'd say about maybe a year and a half, almost two. And I worked for a marketing company and they really taught me 
plenty, plenty. I had a mentor who, who really walked me through. She had been doing marketing for over 10 years. She really walked me through. And once I learned that and I practiced the marketing skills that she taught me with my real estate, I also saw that growth really take place. So marketing to me is something that I feel a lot of people should have in their back pocket, should know how to do it. Um, because the times have changed and traditional marketing is not as effective as what's going on now through, through the internet. Um, so when I, when I kind of stepped into my role as a director of my own school was when I realized my passion of teaching realtors and, and just kind of merging that with a marketing skill, I realized that I needed to just open my own school. And our school is called Florida Realty School of Miami, and we cater to all licensing needs for those who are looking to get their real estate license or broker license as well. So we have all the courses necessary to get licensed. We do all the trainings as well for, for post-licensing. Once you are a licensed agent, we train as well in the day-to-day -day, you know, um, activities of a real estate agent. We have tons of classes for that. And yeah, that's kind of, that's where the, the school grew and, and where I'm at today. And, and we also offer classes for marketing for those who are real estate agents. We do offer that because again, through my own personal experience, I realized the growth. And again, I, I want to see others grow as well and lead them into their, their calling and their success. So that's kind of in a nutshell, what we do at Florida Realty School of Miami. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So you are located in Miami, but do you also have an online version of the school or is that in process? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we definitely anybody do. do it. Yeah, anybody can do it. It is just certified for Florida licenses though, because unfortunately Florida law does not have reciprocity with um, real estate agents, meaning um, if you are a licensed agent, for example, in Georgia, you, you can't be a licensed agent automatically in Florida. So this is just for Florida licensees, um, but we do have an online school. Every single course I mentioned is available online at floridarealtyschoolofmiami.com. And we are currently working on getting some Spanish courses up there as well for the bilingual um, student who wants to maybe take the classes in Spanish. We are working on that. But yeah, everything is available. You can see all of our trainings, our courses, our bookstore, any other uh, test crams or or um, reviews or question simulators that maybe you want to go ahead and practice with before the state exam. We have all of that online. Awesome. That's, that's great. Uh, so finally, if some, somebody wanted to ask you some questions, connect with you, find you on social media or learn more about the school, I know you share the website, but where, what's the best place to connect with you? Um, our Facebook page and our Instagram is probably the two main channels that we use, but we do have a, a YouTube channel coming up as well. All three of these platforms are under Florida Realty School. So um, the at sign, like our, our handle is Florida Realty School. And you can email me directly if that's something that you guys also want to do. At my, my email is Jackie at Florida Realty School of Miami.com. The website, again, is floridarealtyschoolofmiami.com. But uh, yeah, we usually communicate most through our Facebook business page or our Instagram account. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Jackie, thank you so much one more time for coming on Self Carved and sharing your wonderful journey of how 
you opened up the school, you went through some difficulties and you overcame a lot. You shared a little bit about your love life. You shared about your personal struggles and your faith and how are you helping others. So I really, really want to thank you one more time for coming on. And I want to thank you because I, I'm honored that you have me, have me on this and have asked me to come on and share this with multiple women who are all also very successful and ready to take on the next stage of their life. So thank you so much. Absolutely. You have a great rest of the day. You too. Bye. Bye. -bye.